Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Kind of crazy, and we just want to make sure that you guys are safe and healthy here, and that we can protect all you guys. So please, if you hear one of our ushers or any of the um, the ushers talking, say, "Hey, can you just keep your mask on. Just listen and just do it, please. We really appreciate it." Um, as I know, my my extra spiritual music is starting, so that's telling me I have to start a little bit more with the word. So if you guys see that I'm up here, I'm up here because Pastor Jose and my my mom, Rebecca, they're on vacation. They're on a much-needed vacation. They, they are on a much-needed vacation. So they are actually in Puerto Rico checking out the service right now. All the way over there. Hi. 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 <laughs> It's kind of weird because I, I talked to them this morning and they were out and they're saying it's actually kind of awkward because since the beginning of COVID, they've been nonstop. They've been nonstop doing streaming and, and uh, trying to get uh, new sources so that they can keep you guys filled with the word and filled with hope, especially in this time of darkness. And then they're able to go away for a little while and to know that this here is still running that this still is running and it doesn't take one person. This is a whole group of people that come together and they believe that God is true and God is amazing and we need to continue this gospel. I think we all should give each other a round of applause that we still have it going. I also want to say hi to all those that are checking out on all social media platforms. Hello, welcome. I have my mask off just because I'm speaking, but everyone else has their mask here. Um, But I want to start off with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you, Lord Father, just opening my heart. I'm opening my heart because I need help. I'm not perfect, and you know it. You know I struggle. You know I'm up here with nerves. You know I'm up here saying, what am I supposed to be doing up here? But God, the word that I'm about to say today was given to me, and I want to share it because I believe it's your word. So, Lord, I ask that you strengthen my tongue so that every word that I need to pronounce you comes out clearly. And that those that are watching, Father, could be impacted. You all say, amen, amen, amen. Does anybody, I want to start off with this. I know we've been talking about finances for a couple Sundays. But today we're going to start with a title entitled, Too Late to Quit. Too Late to Quit. That's the title for today. But before we get to this topic, do does anybody remember... Our theme for this year. Does anybody remember? Does anybody remember? Pastor Jose has been focusing on a theme for this year. This has to do with everything. Every message. What was it, Jess? It's get ready. It's get ready. That's right. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Now you're saying get ready for what? Get ready for whatever God has for you. Because there's going to be a time when you're going to be like, I'm all out. I don't know if I can continue this journey. And God is saying, just get ready. Something amazing is coming your way. So today's title is, it's too late to quit. So I'm going to give you a little summary of what we learned. Uh, Pastor Jose, in the beginning of the year, started talking about how after 400 years in captivity, under the power of Egypt, the Israelites were finally free. 
Can you imagine that after 400 years being in prison? Some of you guys are saying, I'm still in prison right now. Could you imagine that after 400 years, you're finally free? And after that, how 40 years in the wilderness, God said that not all will be entering into the promised land. All the Israelites were lost in the wilderness for 40 years. And God says, guess what? Now half of you guys are not coming into the promised land. So after being imprisonment in slavery for 400 years, now you go with Moses, they're free, and they're in the wilderness for 40 years. Does anybody know why they were in the wilderness for 40 years? Does anybody remember? This is stuff that Pastor Jose talked about. It's because of disobedience. They didn't want to listen to what God had to tell them. So they started living on their own means. So today, the, the title for today is Too Late to Quit. See, we need to remember that the Israelites are standing on the edge of Canaan. Remember, the promised land is right in front of them, but they're standing at the edge of Canaan. Sometimes in life, we're standing at the edge of where our hope is at, where the next level of where we're going to go is like right there, it's right in front of us. But because we're so held up in all of the other distractions in our lives, we can't get there. We don't know how to get there. We don't know why we're not there yet. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but when I felt this in my heart, I was like, God, this is an eye opener. Because we're living in a time where everyone is focused on self. Focus on self and not focus on him. Let me remind you, it's too late to quit. We can put Numbers 13 up there. I'm going to try to read this as good, as good as I can without my tongue slurring. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send out men for yourself to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribe, everyone a leader among them. So the promised land was Canaan. And God gave Moses strict rules to saying, hey, I need you to send some spies out there because I want you to see what's on the other side. See what's ready for you. Let's scope the land out. We see in scripture that people from Israel finally stood, finally stood at what could have been the end of their long journey. Imagine being in the wilderness for 40 years and you're right there at the edge. Right there at the edge of what was about to be amazing, but you're just there. And then God gives Moses some rules and say, look, just send some spies out there. Check it out. It wasn't like God didn't already know what was inhabiting the land at the time. God already knew what was over there. He knew what they needed and it was over there. But he said, send them out. Send them out. I want you guys to understand something. Sometimes God is going to tell you to go when you don't know what's there yet. Sometimes God is going to say, I need you to step forward right now. And then at the same time, you're like, God, I'm not ready for this. I don't know. I need to get myself ready. I need to get myself together. You don't know how many times I hear, I, I hear people who want to come to the church. They say, I want to come to church, but I'm just, I have to prepare myself first. Let me tell you here at Scarlet Note, there's a whole bunch of hurt people. 
There's a whole bunch of hurt people that are just looking for answers, that are just looking for hope, that are just looking for help. We're not all perfect. You should come on Wednesday. If you're a man, come on Wednesday. Here are the guys. We got some hurt guys trying to get answers because we want to be better. We want to be more than enough. But sometimes we're so stuck in what we think of a guy is supposed to be, we just don't know how to act. Like, I'm supposed to be here, but I'm not there yet. This is like the people from Israel. They were almost there. But you just have to wait a little bit longer. Because God gave Moses some rules, and he said, look, I just need you to send some spies out there for me. So that you guys can scope out the lands. Again, how many spies were sent? Anybody remember? How many? Twelve. One from each tribe. So that meant that there was twelve representatives from each tribe. There was order. This just this, this, this didn't happen overnight. See, God wanted the Israelites to know that they were up against what they were up against and to choose to move forward in faith. This is the problem. Many times we don't choose to move forward in faith. Sometimes we need to we choose to move because what other people say. Oh, they said this. So I'm going to do it. I just spoke to someone this morning and I said, yo, why weren't you doing this thing? And said, oh, because everybody else wasn't doing it. See, sometimes we need to understand that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be the oddball. Jesus was an oddball. That's why he died. That's why they persecuted him, because he wasn't like everyone else. He wasn't the same. So Moses sends out the 12 spies. The spies were gone for 40 days. So after being in the wilderness for 40 years, they sent out spies for 40 days more. And while they were there, they observed two things. The first thing, the land was beautiful and fruitful. The land was beautiful and fruitful. The second thing, the people who inhabit the land were huge and too powerful. You see, when they came back with their report to give to Moses and to the people, 10 of the spies, 10 of the spies, how many? 10 of the spies said in fear that the Israelites would be foolish to try and go against the strong armies that inhabited the land. How many said that? Ten. So that means there's still two more. But most of the time we listen to the ten. And we don't listen to the two. However, two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, in faith said, Yo, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That place is amazing. That place has everything we're looking for, everything we want. They got some big guys over there. Yeah, they're strong. Their army is amazing. But I think that we could take them because God entrusted that land in us, for us. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That sometimes things are going to be entrusted into you and for you, but you just have to believe. You just have to walk in faith. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're the only one walking in faith and everybody else is against you. Sometimes you're going to feel that you're all alone and everybody's against you. We have to remember why Jesus died on that cross. Jesus died on that cross not to prove anything to nobody because he knew he was the Messiah, but to finish his atonement, his, his agreement that he had for us. 
of having hope, having love, of having something to just say, thank God. As a result, the generation of Israel, of the Israelites, didn't even inherit. Didn't even inherit the promised land. You're saying, what? They did. Like, no. There was a generation that didn't inherit the promised land. Because they were already with and they already accepted what the other ten spies said. They said, because we already have facts. Because we have facts. I like that word, facts. Because when you think about it, you just think you're smart because you have facts. But when God says something, it's facts. But for some, for some reason, we don't listen. God is saying, if you knock, the door is going to be open. If you just cry out to me, I'm going to give you what you need. Stop worrying. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. It's going to hurt for a little while, but it's going to be all right. Your marriage is going to be mended. Your kids are going to come home. But for some reason, we're still stuck. We're still stuck on facts. Well, because I know that this is the way it's supposed to happen. It's going to happen this way. Then you have Joshua and Caleb saying, yo, this is promised to me. This is what I need now. This is what we need now. We can take it back. We just have to believe. We just have to have faith in the one who gives. Instead of being lost in the wilderness for 40 years. That's not fun. Think about this. They were lost. The Israelites were lost for 40 years in the wilderness. They saw all kinds of miracles. Every kind of miracle you can imagine, they saw it in the wilderness. And still, they didn't believe. They still didn't have faith in what God had for them. They still didn't have hope. Sometimes we forget all the miraculous things that God has done in our lives. And we fall short of the glory of God. Because we're worried. We're like, I can't do this. I'm not built to do this. I'm not ready to do this. And God's like, don't you remember when you prayed last time that you needed this item, that you, you wanted your marriage to get back together? You thought that you were going to head into divorce? But for some reason, I showed you love and mercy and your relationship mended together. Or remember that time when you prayed for a little bit more gas when you was driving? We all do it. Especially when that light turns on, it's like, God, this is a little bit more. Exactly. This is a little bit more. And then when you get home, you're like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But those things we don't remember. We don't remember when you, our, our kids are sick and we pray over them because they believe in the prayer that we have in us. And they believe in the God we serve. We teach them every day. You need to believe in God. We need, you, need to, you need to understand that God is everything in our lives. And we pray, but then we go to our beds and we're crying because we're like, I don't know if this is going to work. But you just finished praying to God. This is what happens to the Israelites. They were lost for 40 years in the wilderness. They saw miracles. They had milk, uh, honey and, and milk and honey and, and manna, and they had all of the water. Rocks were pouring out with water. Uh, uh, think about this, that they were so lost, God had like this compass to direct them. At night, there was one sign, a natural sign. In the morning, there was another natural sign saying, go this way, move this way. Go this way, move this way. But for some reason, they kept saying, no, nah, I'm going to go this way. 
I'm going to walk this way. And it hurts me so bad because I do it. I do it every single time. I'm like, God, man, you, you took me out of this, and now I'm back here. You know why I'm back there? Because you can't get anything good from this world. But we are still hoping that we can get something good from this world. We can't. It doesn't exist. It only exists in that name, Jesus. That's the only way it works. That's why the title of the message is Too Late to Quit. That's what it is. It's too late to quit. You're almost there. It's almost at a hand reach. Andy, it's too late to quit. It's too late to quit. Say to your neighbor, it's too late to quit. Numbers 13, 27. Can you put that up there for me? Numbers 13, 27. Let's see if I can read from here. This is the back of me. Did they find it? There you go. It says, so they reported to him and said, we came into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Again, this is the same thing. It keeps going over and over. The bad report of the ten spies were encouraged. Yes, everyone, when they heard the bad news of the ten uh, spies, they started to go against Moses. They started to say, hey, this guy don't know what he's talking about. The man who fought to set them free, now was getting backlash from the people who was following him. In life, you're going to have people that are going to hurt you. In life, you're going to have people that are not going to be in agreement with you. But as long as you're doing the purpose of God, that's all that matters. As long as you're doing the will of God, that is all that matters. That night, all the people of the community raised their voices and they wept after they heard that the 12 spies were saying, we're going to have to go to war with them. They all got upset, the Israelites. And everyone in the, in the town started crying and screaming. Can you put Numbers 14, 1, 4 up? I have it here. That's great. Then all the congregation raised their voices and cried out. And the people wept that night. All the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Think about this. You work so hard to bring people to God. Then they just go against you. That hurts. That's painful. Then it says, and the entire congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Ain't that crazy? If only I was locked up and getting beaten in Egypt. I would be more off better over, over, over there than over here right now with you, Moses. There's moments where we think like that. I was better over there on food stamps. I was better over there with that man who was slapping me. Or that woman that was slapping me, I don't know. I was better over there at home looking at pornography. I was better over there cheating on my wife, cheating on my husband. At least that person showed me love. Let me tell you something. When something good and something amazing, you fight for it. You keep pushing forward. It's too late to quit. You can't give up. 
You can't lose hope. You can't get lost in that wilderness. You need to step out. You need to step out. You need to step out. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning or who on on social media that I'm talking to this morning, but I need you to understand it's not late to quit. COVID-19 has scared everyone. I want you to know that it ain't, it's not late to quit. It's too late to quit. Don't forget what God has done for you in the past. Look where you are right now. We're going to get through it. Let's not lose hope in our Father. Caleb and Joshua are the different ones because when they gave their expectation of the land that they went out to see, they said it with faith. They said, look, it does have a lot of fruit. Yeah, there's some big guys, but I think we could take them. I think we could knock them out because that land is promised to us. Now, are you, Joshua and Caleb, are you that one to be the opposite from the 10? Are you that one to be the one to say, hey, it's too late? can't we can't give up now think about the scarlet note started in this facility in the midst of a pandemic our kids are now in their rooms their facilities like it's too late to quit it's too late to give up you guys are seated and enjoying moi it's too late to quit it's too late to give up let me tell you that there's going to be moments. You know how many times because I deal with MS, there's times when I want to stop. There's times when I want to say, I can't do this no more, God. I'm, I'm done, dude. I believe in you. I just, you know, I'll just do me. But God is saying it's too late. You know how many miracles I did for you? You know how many times the doctor said one thing, but he pulled you out and, sh- and, 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 and I showed you another thing? You can't quit. You can't give up now. I don't know if there's, there's a dream or there's an aspiration that you may have today. And God is telling you, don't quit. Don't give up. Yeah, you may have some family issues, but don't quit. Don't give up. Because it's all going to get better now. As long as you don't quit, you don't give up. It's too late to quit. Numbers 14, 6, 10. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Japhen, of those who had spied out the land, tore, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the son of Israel, saying, the land which we passed through to spy out is exceedingly good land. Is an exceedingly good land. See, the land which we passed through it's amazing. It's good land. You see, sometimes we're asking for things in life, but God is not pleased with us because we're not ready. Sometimes we want things to happen. We're right there at the edge. Do you know why that old generation wasn't able to get into the promised land? Because of disobedience. Because they lost faith in God. They lost faith in even Moses. They say, take me back to Egypt. Lock me up. I'm good. I'll I'll just stay a slave again. But then God found somebody else. God found Joshua and Caleb and said, look, Joshua and Caleb, you're going to bring in the new generation into the promised land. And then the old generation is going to go off and they're going to die. Now, this morning, I don't want you to die this morning. I want you to live. 
I want you to live with hope, live with expectation that no man can think of. Let me tell you something. Sometimes I have, I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm human. I mess up all the time. Sometimes I forget stuff at the grocery store. Store my wife makes a list. I'm, I'm a man. It happens. And then I get home and I didn't see the text message that she said, don't forget this, puppy. I'm like, baby, I'm sorry. But it's too late to quit, so I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get that sofrito, that Goya brand. See, but all the congregation said to stone them. Can you imagine that after you work so hard, there's going to be people in your life that you're going to work hard to get them close to God. And then they're going to look at you saying, you know what? You don't mean nothing to me. It's too late to quit on them. It's too late to forget them. At work, you're probably trying to work hard to get a raise. And someone else gets it. It's too late to quit. Keep doing you. And allow God to show his mercy and grace in your life. Don't allow no man to show you anything in your life. Because sometimes we're looking for something amazing from a person, and a person can't give us anything. A person can't give us anything. They just give us stress. They just give us hurt hearts and broken hearts and lost minds. See, we must understand when we don't trust God's goodness and walk in his unbelief, you frustrate the generosity and grace of God in your life. We must understand when we don't trust God's goodness and walk in unbelief, you frustrate the generous grace of God in your life. This immature behavior simply exemplifies the condition of your heart. The only reason why you are stuck is because of what's in your heart. And who is in your heart? Guess what? I have moments where I am frustrated, but I always know where to turn to. To Hector. I turn to Hector all the time. Yeah. I saw you, so I'm going to bring you up. Dad, Hector's here. Hi, Hector. <laughs> Joshua and Caleb responded with positive answers. You know how many times I say to people, how are you doing today? And they say, oh, I'm not doing that good. I said, no, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. You're frustrated, but you're amazing. You're great. You're in pain, but you're all nice and good. There's times when I'm tired, my back is hurting because of my MS. I'm achiness. I feel all stiff. People say, Papa, why are you walking like an old man? I say, because I can't do anything else. But ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to say I'm good. Because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking what's not seen. I'm speaking what people can't see. When doctors see me, they say, oh, looking at your MRI, you got a whole bunch of spots in your brain. I'm like, no, I don't. It's too late to quit for me. I'm not going to quit. Because I believe in the one who brings healing into my life. I believe in the one who brings hope into my life. But sometimes we get to the point where we're seeing hope and we go back to hurt, to bondage, to frustration. 
You see, Joshua and Caleb were looking through lenses of faith while everyone else was just looking through their own eyes. Joshua knew God was for him. Now this brings me to my first point. First point. Everybody got to say this together. He got you. And you got to say, he got you. Yes, he does. He got you. He got you. Sometimes you got to remember that. So you got to remember that. Um, remember that. Say, hey, he got, he got me. You know how many times I'm frustrated? Like, you know, my dad talks about his uh, his issues on um, 95 when he's driving. But dad, he got you. And I have issues too. I have problems with my mailbox. I don't like when people park in front of my mailbox. You know how much mail I don't get? I have a sign that says, please don't park in front of my mailbox. And they still do. He got you. It's to the point I went to my neighbor and said, hey, how are you? Hi, my name is Jose. I live in that house over there with the mailbox that says don't park. And he says, no, 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 no. I want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. I said, what is that? <laughs> I'm not smoking. Who's smoking? He said, no, nah, I don't want no smoke. I said, all right, cool. Me either. Just make sure you don't park in front of a mailbox. He got you. He knows what you're dealing with. He got you. See, Joshua was part of the people that experienced firsthand the delivering power of God when he set them free from slavery in, in Egypt. Joshua already saw it. He was the one in the crowd saying, are you serious? You're frustrated now because things aren't going your way and now you're complaining and now you're worried saying, I'm not going to make it out of here. My kids are going to die in war against the, the Canaanites and, and all this might happen. But are you serious? Like you don't see how God continues to do miracles for us? Sometimes you need that one person that continues to motivate you to not lose faith. My wife and I, man, I'm telling you, we go through so much. And I'm like, baby, we got this. We believe in an awesome, amazing, powerful God. We got this. And then I'm crying the other day, say, Papi, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. I said, Mommy, I know, I know, I know. But it's hard because we live in this world. Again, you can't get anything from this world. There's no hope. Don't think you're going to change it because you're not. It's not going to happen, but you can change yourself. That's what counts. You change yourself, you start changing everything else. Hmm. Joshua 1.9. Joshua 1.9, put it up there. It says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you. You, wherever you go, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord God is with you wherever you go. Sometimes you just have to say this and keep saying this and keep proclaiming this. Because sometimes we don't believe it ourselves. I feel like I'm repeating myself. Because I'm repeating myself to myself. God is there. He's checking you out. He's like, I'm here. I'm here, just call out to me and I'll, I'll, I'll come right in. But what we want to do is say, I got this. I can deal with it all by myself. I'm okay. 
It's okay. I don't need your help. My kids. Y'all better duck. You see, we live and continue living with struggles. Yes, we live with struggles, but it's going to be okay because he got you. First point. Second point. What's the second point? Keep pressing through. Keep pressing through. Come on, Erica. Come up to the front, please. Let me put my mask up. Erica's going to help me illustrate something. Woo! So, this dude can hear me, right? Can you hear me? All right, cool. So, Erica. Erica, how old are you? She's 19. Erica, where do you work at? Candy Connection. You want some candy? You want, you want to get some sweets? Go to Candy Connection. She got the hookup. It's good. So listen up. How easy it is to wake up sometimes in the morning? Is it easy anytime? Sometimes. No, she says no. But again, how old are you again? Who remembers when they were 19? been long for them not for us yeah, yeah we're, we're the, still young we're, young. Yep. we're still young I, look for the men's group i want you guys to all know that will said that he was the youngest one in the group i was like bro you old <laughs> but look look my voice is cracking look you see erica here she's so young but she lives with doubt you know that? She lives with anxiety. She got issues with pride. She hate a lot of people. She has fears. But they don't stop there. She is very greedy. She is all about herself. But then this is the way we try to come to God. God is saying, I want to take you to the promised land, but you're still living like this. God is saying, I want to take you to the next level, but you're still living like this. You're not even trying. This is why the Israelites weren't able to go into the promised land, but only the new generation. Because the new generations were willing to listen and to follow rules and to get there, while the other older generation were just stubborn. Come this way. You got it, right? Okay. See my little setup here? Look, look, look what I'm about to show you. Pay attention. You see, when you give it all up to God, I'm God here, okay? I'm God, not you. I'm God. Okay. When you give it all up to God, when you're hurting and in pain, and you're losing hope, you say, God, I'm going to leave it. Uh, you say, God, God, I'm going to leave it all up to you. 
And he comes out, he cleans off his hands. I'm not saying that he's a person. I'm just saying he cleans off his hands and he says, give it to me. Come on. Your fear is gone. Your hate is gone. Your pride is gone. Your anxiety is gone. I don't like spiders, but it's gone. Your doubt is gone. And then he says, but you need some faith. You need some gentleness. You need some patience, because we all do. You need to be humble. You need some love. See, I remember my dad and my mom used to do this when I was going to school. They'll pack up my book bag when I was going to school. And so they say, oh man, you're all ready. You can go now. See, that's what God does in our lives. God fills us with everything that we need and then sends us off on our way. Go ahead, this way. And then he brings us over here and says, go this way. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know how many people are dealing with frustration, anger, depression, hateness, hatefulness, doubt. I don't know how many people are dealing with issues with finance. Leave it all to God. Leave it at his feet. It'll be taken care of. And then he'll fill you up with all the tools that you need. The issue is, When everything don't go the way we wanted the first time, we pick it all back up again. This don't even fit no more. And then we're crying. And then we're saying, God, why am I here right now? Why am I in so much hurt? Because you forgot all the miracles that God has done for you. You see, the Israelites were supposed to go into the promised land. The older generation was supposed to go to the promised land. But they lost hope. They lost track of their faith. They lost track in God. And they went back to their old issues. They said, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll be better just becoming a slave again. But when you completely, you gotta walk reverse, like backwards, like Jim Carrey, walk backwards, and you drop everything to God, there is no nothing that you can't handle. There's nothing that will give you doubt. There's nothing that will make you feel like you're lost. Let me tell you this morning, it's too late to quit. It's too late to give up. That marriage is too late to give up on. Those kids that seem like they don't have a purpose, it's too late to give up on. Even though you want to sometimes. Guess what? I have young kids and I, I'm, I'm like, God, I just can't do it no more. But God sends you on the way with all the tools that you need. How old are you again? 
19 years old with all that. You think that the issues are going to stop? No. The issues are not going to stop, but it's what happens in the midst of all that that determines your faithfulness in God. She's going to continue to have obstacles in her life, but as long as she knows where she needs to go for help, it's going to be okay. She's going to make it through because it's too late to quit. It's too late to give up. It's too late to lose hope. This morning, I want you to know that it's too late. Don't give up. Don't give up. My wife and I, when we were dealing with our debt, we talked about it for the last two Sundays. We called a, a company that helped people with solving debt. And the guy told my wife, because he was on speakerphone, he said, ma'am, if you don't get our help, there's no way you can do it. You're going to drown yourself in debt. You're going you're gonna to drown yourself, and you're going to frustrate yourself, and you're not going to be able to come out of there. Then I looked at my wife. Come here, baby. Come on, chica. I remember I looked at my wife. She's sitting this way. I was in the sofa. She had the phone. Act like you have a phone. That's the way, that's the way she holds the phone. Yes, I got you. Again, remember, we're on speakerphone. This way. Thank you, baby cakes. And I had her hands. And when the man was saying all those things, I kept saying, don't believe that. We're going to make it out. God is going to provide. God is going to keep us strong. Just keep your faith strong. It's too late to quit. We're going to make it out of here. It's going to be okay. Then what happened after we paid it off? What, right, the man called us? The man called us back and said, do you still need our help? And my wife was like, just, no. It's all taken care of. It's all taken care of. Don't quit. God want to take you to the next level. God, God want to make sure that you're okay. Don't give up. You have so much time left. You have so much time. You're probably looking in the mirror saying, I'm old. No, you're not. Every time I look in the mirror, I, I look at myself with abs. <laughs> I know I don't have them, but I'm like, this guy is legit. <laughs> this guy looks at me. It's too late for me. I got hope one day I'll get him. But I'm not losing hope. I'm not losing hope in where my, 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 my grace comes from, my love comes from, my hope comes from. He's done too much for me. It's not late for y'all. For none of y'all. Oh, man. How many accept that this morning? Come on. Come on. Amen. Woo! Amen. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.